Before we get today's episode going, I just want to give you all a quick reminder that our collab sweatshirt with the Harrier is available for sale now on the-harrier.com or you can go to our Instagram. We have a link in the bio. It's the taper season, championship season, bender season sweatshirt. People are getting it in the mail. It's coming in right now and they're raving about it. Don't miss your opportunity to get this sweatshirt. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're back. Welcome back to the show. We missed you. You know, me and Trent had our fun, but it's nice to have you back here. But I'm also excited because today is a very, it's a huge day. It's a very important day. Steve, today marks... Remember, this is December 15th when we're recording this, so we're about six months away, I would say, June 15th-ish, July 15th-ish, maybe, from a Trent Fontanella Taylor Swift album review. I mean, I just can't wait. I'm going to be counting down the days. I'm very excited, so yeah, huge day. Trent, there's there's already rumors of another another podcast, another album coming out, like, in the next month or so. So you better hurry up and get, get onto your, your uh, Taylor Swift uh, album review. And as always at the house of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? As my mind almost exploded when I heard about this, this Taylor Swift stuff happening, I was not ready for it. I am ill prepared. Like Mike said, maybe by the time we get to the summer, we will have time for this. Um, but I, I'm good. I do need to offer a public apology to my friend, Michaelton over here. So oh, really? I do. So I, I run like I organize an NBA wins pool every year. We have 12 people in the pool. It, it maxes out at 12. Um, and just today I was texting everyone, make sure everyone's back in because the NBA starts next week. It sneaks right up on you. Um, Mike, who's often in my gambling threads that I'm texting, uh, he was not invited in the initial because he was, you know, years ago when we started, he was out in, you know, Antarctica or something like that. But I basically texted, you know, the group, like, hey, boys, is everybody in for the wins pool again this year? And Mike, who's not a quick responder, immediately, like I'm talking like 30 seconds later, I get that I'm definitely in from Mike. And I that see it. Never and like, that never happens. That never happens. You so might Mike get is, that text two weeks later. It was, like, it was like he was sitting on his phone waiting to like think of how he could gamble on the NBA this year. He gets a text from me. He says he's all in, and I just have to give the – Oh, Mike, that's that's great. You can be our first alternate because you're not supposed to be in that text. We're capped out. We can't bring you in. So, Mike, I'm sorry for inviting you to the pool that we don't have room for you in. So, Steve, just to give you a little bit more context, this is like a a pretty cool pool, and they they don't use like a you know a fantasy league or anything like that. It's all done by hand, and I've been very jealous of this pool since the inception of it, since I've known about it. Um, and I've been kind of waiting for the invite to get into it. So when I got this text tonight, I was thrilled. And I immediately responded. Not only did I respond, I'm definitely in. But I was like, you know, I haven't been invited in past years. So I don't know really the rules. Trent, can you give me like the breakdown of the rules? And that's when he came back with like, Mike. All right, here is what he says. Mike, this text was supposed to be 
for Boom and Nate. We capped out <laughs> at 12. You're deaf on the first alternative if someone bails. I'm so sorry. And at first, I, like, couldn't tell if he was trolling me or not. Like, I didn't know if it was a joke, so I kind of just gave, like, a laugh it off. And then he continued to apologize and say he's sorry. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, I am not actually invited <laughs> to this league. I mean, that is that is brutal. That is as deep as you can cut texting. That's like, that's like text sending a group text to all your best friends. Like, bro, you know, parents are home this weekend. We're throwing a banger at the house. It's going to be sick. And then some, someone texts him back, like, dude, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And you text back, Oh, Hey, uh, Hey dude. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to include you in that text. You're actually not invited to my super sick party. Like that's what, that's, so, that's what happened. So Trent, I think, I think if this happens and you know, you accidentally included somebody on a text and they're this excited about it, I think you have to go forward and planning and organizing the pool, but you have to bow out and you have to give, you have to give your position that as a suggestion for sure to the person that you accidentally invited. You can't uninvite them. Well, I, 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 the other people in the group, I was like, if anybody wants to not play this year, you know, Mike can, Mike can step in and take your spot. But uh, Steve, that's for a better man. There's no way I'm stepping out of my home league. This is my, my baby, my pride and joy. Um, but no, this is good. This is good. I know Mike's, you know, enthusiasm for it. And like I said, it, when somebody bows out, there's, it's bound to happen in the next, you know, 10 years that somebody won't want to play again. And then we'll get, we'll get Mike right in there. Well, the, the I, good I news I, is I don't think you can guarantee I'll want to be in at that point. I think at that point you might have to like persuade me. Like what's, what's in it for me at that point? Yeah. Well, Mike. I think the good news is that what we discovered is at least we know how to get Mike to respond to a text now. That's right. Yeah. The gambling you, proposal. You need to, <laughs> to form a basketball pool, let it run for five years, create an immense amount of jealousy and <laughs> desire and then invite fake invite me. That's how you get me to respond to text messages. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, Trent, I, uh, I'm very upset and mad and, you know, I'm having a tough night, but for the sake of the listeners, I'm going to move on. I'm going to pretend like I don't hate you right now and I'm going to, you know, be a good sport. So uh, I, I, so obviously this year has been miserable for, for many, many reasons. The, the coronavirus has just destroyed our lives in, in so many different ways. It's, it's, it's taken away our sports, it's taken away tracks, taken away cross country, it's taken away college graduations, it's destroying small businesses, it's absolutely you know, ravishing this country in so many different ways. But one good thing has come from it. And that is, is this past weekend was supposed to be club cross country nationals and this week last year <laughs> i declared to you guys and to the world that i was committed to getting in shape to putting up a decent performance at club cross country nationals and not only am i not in the kind of shape that would be acceptable to race at club cross nats i'm in probably twice as worse shape as i was at this point last year so I'm very thankful that coronavirus canceled Club Cross this year and is giving me another year to get back into shape. Steve, I think that's the wrong approach. I think we need to be like, 
livid and pissed off because <laughs> we were in sick shape. We've been training our asses off and we were like, I'm not kidding you. Like we, I don't think there was a team that could compete with us. And I know that's crazy that's right. to say, but like, prove me wrong. Like who, who was going to take us on this year? Who could possibly beat us? Like we, we were ready to go and COVID-19 stripped us of that opportunity to really put ourselves on a national stage at club cross. So it's, it's heartbreaking. And I don't know what I'm going to do with all this fitness. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to take some time, maybe go into an early bender season and, and who knows, but I, I think I'm heartbroken. I'm the level of heartbreak is almost as much as being fake invited into a, a fantasy basketball pool you've been waiting to be in for five years. That's the level of heartbreak I am that COVID stole this race from me. Yeah, every race we did this year, every race that we put on as a podcast was basically a lead up to Club Cross Country Nationals. The two mile, the, the big mileage week we did at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, that was just to get our base back up high and right. rolling so we'd be ready to go for Club Cross Country. So um, I like your approach to this, Mike. This is some BS. Um, and we'll, we'll get them next year for sure. There's no yeah. doubt about it that we will be on that line next year. Zero chance we're not there. Hear that, Tin Man? Hear that, uh, Morgan Pearson? We were in shape. Pete too early was in shape to take you down this year. So, you know, what could have been, right? This will go down as the year that that we should have won the – we should have hoisted the Club Cross trophy. So, Exactly, yeah. All right. So, you know, I will say you guys did an okay job. There's some things that we need to clean up from last week's episode. But without me, you did, a, you did an okay job. You know, I think it would have been much better if I was on the podcast. I was there to keep you two in check. But I was pleasantly surprised surprised listening to last week's episode. And one of the, the funniest things that came out of it and actually kind of sparked this idea was Sav stories. And you talked about how you guys on your long runs would talk about your Sav stories, which you pretty much would make fun of, you know, people calling, you know, each other savages, you know, you're a Sav, bro. But you know, apply it to the nerdy running lifestyle because, you know, as a runner, you can't go out all the time. You can't party all the time. You got to keep it in check and you got to, you got to be responsible. That's why the bender season at the end of the season is so important because most of the time you got to keep it in check. And that's where this kind of, you know, sav stories came from. So we're going to (laughs) try, we're going to try a new segment where we go around and we share our sav stories of the week. So, um, here we go. I'm, I'm going to kick mine off. All right, you guys ready? Let's do, do it. this. All right, all right, here we go. All right, boys. So this past week, I was on vacation, and I was such an animal. I was such a sav that I was in bed by 10.30 every single night. That's 10.30 p.m.? 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. Let's go. I'm a sav. All right, here we go. Let me, let me tell you a little story. Yeah, dude, kid. So I, Saturday morning... I wake up, it's chilly out. So I put on my running clothes. I put on four layers, because you don't want to be cold out there. Three miles in, no big deal. I'm hitting 745 pace, because, you know, I'm a sav like I've said before. Three miles in, get a little bit of some knee pain, some hip pain. I turn around short, not a big deal, because guess what? I'm taking the dogs for an extra long walk later that day. After. We take like the dogs for an extra long walk, dude. You know what I'm doing? Trent, do you know what I'm doing? What are you doing, Mike? 
with bacon gingerbread cookies. That's what we oh, did. What a we sound. had frosting. Oops. We had sprinkles. We had M&Ms. You know, freshly baked. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Just, you know, because we don't want gluten. I don't want it in my tummy. I don't want to feel, you know, sick later on. Unbelievable, dude. I was crushing gingerbread cookies like an unbelievable salve. That is how you do a weekend right there. I'm a that's what huge. A what a sab. What a All right, I got? got one for you boys. So last weekend, went up, went up, just me, just me hitting the slopes, right? Big, big slope guy. A lot of snow on the ground, getting on my snowboard, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shred up the entire mountain all day. But the thing is, right? So I'm all by myself, I'm on the chairlift, and for about like a six minute stretch, I got paired up with other solos in the chairlift. So I mean, there was just oh. chicks on that chair. Uh, there was like you three. Hell yeah, I did. There was like three different times where I had to talk with with another little woman talk, on that chair. A little small talk, like, hey, what runs did you go on today? Like, oh, hey, how's how's the shredding going? You know, like I'm a sav, are you a sav type of thing? So just just getting my mat game. I mean, just chairlift mat in. It was like three six minute conversations. It was, whoo, whoo. What a salve, what a salve. All right, I got one, I got one. So today, I bought a blood pressure monitor. Why? Because I'm getting old and my doctor's concerned about my blood pressure. I'm a salve. Wow. Steve, I think that's Too where salve story ends. <laughs> Holy crap. There's no salve story that could possibly top, top that one. That was unreal. An in-home blood pressure monitor? Yeah. <laughs> I wow. mean... There's, well, there's no, see, there's what, no salves what, out there quite at that level. So what happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> my blood pressure's fine. I'm crushing it every single day. I've actually had it for two days, both mornings crushing it. My, my blood pressure's perfect. But what happened was, I hadn't been to the doctor in a while, right? And so I went to the doctor's appointment, and I was running a little late. It was the first one there, so they were going to put me right into the office, and they were going to kind of, you know, get it going. And it was up on the fourth floor of this building. And so instead of taking the elevator, I sprinted up the stairs. And so I got right in the office. They took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was through the roof because I had just I had just sprinted up the stairs and I was running late. I was a little nervous. I was gonna miss the appointment. And so that's why I think my my blood pressure was a little little crazy. But it's fine. We're good. We're good. But I, right. I do own a blood pressure I, monitor now. I couldn't tell if that last part was just a story or a sap story. It was <laughs> no, somewhere the lines are blurred a little too. bit. <laughs> I just like you must have explained that and then the nurse is just like that hear that excuse all the time you know that oh, oh i was doing push-ups right before i came to the office like a likely excuse bud i was like i swear i'm like i feel like i'm you know I'm, I'm not in running shape but i try to keep in decent shape you know i'm a former collegiate athlete here like you know my blood pressure is fine don't worry about it steve i have one last half story and then we'll stop this segment because i'm not sure how it's hitting i'm sure it's hilariously funny but i have one more sad story so listen it's a tuesday night i get home from work we make dinner. We clean up after dinner because I'm a sav and that's what a sav does. We got a podcast tonight. Sitting on the couch waiting for the text for the link. What comes in 15 minutes late? Steve says the link's going to be 15 minutes late. So, dude, what does that mean? Mike has 15 minutes more to watch The Bachelorette. Sip a little bit of wine on the couch. You see these teeth, that's purple teeth. From sipping wine, watching The Bachelorette, because I'm a sav. Watching The Bachelorette. And that's it. That's all I got. 
<laughs> I thought Mike was going to bail on us tonight when he was texting. No, no, no. no. It was... It's hometowns tonight, folks. Okay. Right. I thought we were, I thought we were going to have no podcast. I'm watching The Bachelorette, who's a chick. Sav. Go, in, go to hometowns and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Sav moves only. Yep. Sav moves <laughs> only. Oh, so, what, Mike, a, what a new segment. All right, Mike. Let's kick off the running news. All right, so this week, nothing really newsworthy. You know, as, as busy as uh, last week was for running news, kind of out of nowhere, not much running news at all this week. But what I do have is I have some complaints, some corrections, some just general what the hell were you talking about from last week's podcast, you know, because Mike and Trent were without me. So I got to come in. I wasn't there to keep this, keep this podcast under control. I got to come back, and I got to make some corrections for them. Steve, so, we're almost in uh, festivus season. It sounds like you have some yeah. grievances to air. I got a lot of problems with you people. So yeah. <laughs> first off, uh, I, was, I was absolutely terrified when you two started talking about uh, uh, Tulamok's pregnancy. And, as oh, you oh, should boy. be. As you, we, <laughs> I, mean, I think we addressed that. We talked about it too. I was so scared. I think you guys handled it very well. I thought you brought up some very good points. It was good conversation, so well done. Congratulations. See, it, it wasn't in the show notes, too, so I su- kind of surprised Trent with it. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it could have been even worse. He wasn't prepared for what he was – like, he, he didn't have – like, couldn't take any notes or anything like that. Who knows what could have happened, but, I, you know, it went, it went okay. Terrifying. And first yeah. take. We didn't even have to, like, cut any takes. We had first right. take on that. <laughs> uh. So, and then you guys went into talking about the shoe companies and how there's new rulings, how you can compete in prototype shoes. You just can't do it in kind of world championships, Olympics, yada, yada, yada. And you won't find a more pro, you know, let the athletes wear whatever the hell they want to wear, allow brands to make, you know, super shoes. You won't find a, a podcast, a media outlet that's more pro that than us. We believe in allowing these shoe companies, these brands to create products that are going to help you feel and run your absolute fastest. That's how every sport works. Why not ours? That's what we believe. But what I, what I also believe is that you can't, you can't keep flip-flopping, right? You have to pick a direction and you have to stick to it and you have to go with it. And the ruling that you can't, athletes can't race in prototype shoes, you know, six months ago, or maybe even a little bit longer ago, completely changed all these shoe companies plan for creating shoes and turning out shoes. They were, they were now like, you know, scrambling to make shoes for the trials that were going to meet the standards. They were making their plans on releasing shoes based on athletes not being able to wear prototypes. So you pretty much in all these shoes, all these shoe companies, they're working, you know, two to three, sometimes four years in advance, creating some of these technologies, you completely screwed up all their schedule. And like, and, and that was like the one thing we were saying, like we were in favor of these companies doing whatever the hell they wanted to. The one thing we were saying was you have to pick a direction and you have to stick with it. Like them picking a direction and going back on some of it makes me feel like this is going to be a flip-flopping issue for like the next four years until the next Olympics. And I'm terrified for it. Steve, is it, are you arguing with what we said? I feel like that's kind of what we were saying. It is. It is. It is. I, you, just, you didn't go hard enough at sure. the governing body, though. Agreed. Because to me, it's like, that's like saying, and I don't know, it's a week ago. It's a long time ago. I don't even remember what we said. But to me, it's like saying, 
All right, Major League Baseball. During the regular season, you can use metal bats if you want, yeah. right? Like the, you, you can go ahead and use your DeMarinis or whatever those cool bats we were when we were like 13 years old. You know what I mean? Wait, DeMarinis, like the two colors? It's like yeah, black yeah, at the bottom like and the like yellow thing, at the top? Right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, if you, you weren't cool if you didn't have a DeMarini, which I did not have a DeMarini. I didn't have one either. But for the sake of argument, I will say I did. But that's like saying, you know, MLB, you can use metal bats throughout the regular season. But when you get to the playoffs, we're going to switch to wooden bats. Like, what? where's the consistency there? It's like, oh, for, well, the import, for the important games, the important races, you have to use these types of shoes. But for every other race, you can use whatever shoe you want. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent. But the prototypes and getting them on the elite athletes in important races is important, and that's why I'm glad they did this. I just think that it's it's six months too late. And I do agree. I will say this is probably the last compliment I'm going to give you today. I do agree that, you know, yeah, there are going to be athletes that, ha- that have access to this product that other athletes don't because of the brand they sign with. But that's part of, that's part of capitalism, right? That's part of, that's part of, you know, the incentive to sign with certain brands. And guess what? If you sign with the big brand that has access to this technology, I think we all know what we're talking about that has access to this technology before other brands, your experience as an athlete with that brand is going to be a little less personal. Like if you go with the smaller brand, there's things you get from that smaller brand that you don't get with the big massive brand and obviously vice versa. So it's all, it all comes down to like what's best for the athlete, like who's attracting the best athletes, like what you want from your sponsorship. So I'm all for like allowing certain brands to, to, to give you certain things that others don't. It's just, it's just, it, it's capitalism, like I said. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that, Steve, because I think that was something that Mike and I totally agree with you as well. Like prototypes you know we're, we're fine with dropping that like rule that it has to be available to everybody but it is just the fact they you know flip-flop it within six months but overall mike i mean we hit a topic shoes that we kind of didn't have our expert here and we didn't attack you know the governing body as much as we should but i'll take that as a big win i think i think steve's given us you know a c plus which to me is like a passing grade on that so nice job so so two topics so far trent we had the the tulliamac pregnancy and we had the shoes oh, i would ready. say we're two and oh I, I, I think that's undefeated fair. season, hundred percent. And let's stop. Percentage. Let's move on to the interview. All huh? right. Yep. And this okay. is going to be a great so the interview, next guys. Topic. I'm super excited. We're we'll be able to talk to what's up. So the next topic. Oh, we have another topic. The that's next crazy. topic, Mike. You went on to talk about two athletes, and you screwed up both of their names. Okay. You 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 mumbled over Luis Grijalva's last name. You said wow, Luis. Wow. Nice job. Uh, right there. Because. It, it, I, I mean, come does on. have that's, a difficult that was part last of the bit. That was, that was part he of the bit. He has a difficult, but Mike, it was a Mike, bit. It was a bit. Mike, Mike, we're trying to be an, a media outlet for this sport, and he's the biggest name in collegiate cross country. We started as a collegiate cross country podcast. Figure it out. Learn his name. Look it up beforehand, or pause the podcast. Figure it out and come back and say it on the podcast. What are you, you insinuating? Mumbled- you insinuating? I don't know who he is. Of course, I know. I'm insinuating you're not taking the time to learn his damn name. What's his name, Mike? It's uh, Luis Grijalva, uh, like I said last time. Like I Luis, said last time. Hey, at least that Ron was, Brand, that was Ron a Brand. better attempt than last time. Luis Grijalva. So Grijalva, figure it out. Yeah, and you, then whatever. the second name, you said Dana Giordino. Okay. We had her on the podcast. Giordana. Yeah, I should have oh, corrected you. Dana Giordano. Why didn't you correct me on the spot then, Trentel? 
Mike, you were on a roll. You, you seemed like you were confident, but I was thinking to myself, man, he said that name wrong. Um, maybe I did correct you and you cut out my correction. That's probably what happened there. Cause Dude, Mike is, the that, is that what we're going to start doing though? Right. We're going to, we're going to start, uh, calling each other out for mispronouncing names. I feel like we've like created our brand off of mispronouncing professional runners. If we names. have them on the I podcast, mean, part you of- should be able to pronounce their name. I'm I'm only human, Steve. Okay, I can only I can only bat you know nine fifty. Okay, this thousand percent that I had going up until this point was you know it was unrealistic. My win percentage, I wasn't going to go undefeated. And hey. listen, we, in, in the sport of running, we have so many names that are hard to say. I'm not saying these are them, but. If we're going to start getting all up in arms and all, oh my goodness, every single time we mispronounce a, you know, a name on this podcast, then just shut it down. Like, what are we doing? That's, that, it's going to happen, Steve. It's going to happen. Steve, um, did I mispronounce any names? I don't think so. No, but you didn't attempt to say any names either. So, good but point. Trent, good I, point, I don't, don't get too comfortable over there, Trent. Trent's oh, saying that, for you. That, that Edward Trezorek doesn't call himself King Chez is just absolutely false. The dude puts it on the back of his singlet. He literally wears his name. He literally wears King Cesare, King, King Ches on the back of his singlet. So you can't tell me that he's not feeding into this King Ches nickname. Maybe, maybe it's That's the wine I've drank. Maybe it's the wine I've drank tonight, but I have zero recollection <laughs> of that conversation. Did you say that? Yeah, no, I definitely didn't say that. It's <laughs> totally I just listened to it. So I, I, ju- I just feel like I feel like if you had said that, I would have called you out on it. No, you did call me out on it. You did. You did. That did was I? that was me. Oh, that was I me. made the good mistake there. I don't know. Sometimes people in his camp are like pumping him up, making him wear stuff. But I don't know. Like deep down, if he got a one on one with them, if he would call himself King Chess, that's all. Trent, I'm what say. what is this segment? Is this? Tony reality, We're Tony reality. We yeah, have yeah, on, our, on away, our show here. I'm taking away points. Yeah, it is like a pardon, uh, pardon the interruption. Where Tony reality that takes the last like five mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. to correct mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. pardon <laughs> oh, the interruption. Okay. Yeah, pardon the interruption. He takes the last five minutes yeah. to like do corrections on that's the show. Exactly and, like, what we're doing. That's exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I feel going. like. I, I feel like I'm under fire here. We're like you know in court right now. This is ridiculous. So instead of instead of taking away from Eric Jenkins win by saying that Ed Cheserek didn't no, I step stand, up. I stand by he that. Didn't, I stand by that. How Edward about giving Cheserick, some praise Steve. To, to Eric Jenkins for stepping up and having a badass race? He did. He did, Steve. I agree with that. But I stand by what I said. If King Chez is going to step on the line, he, he should be winning these races. I agree. That was a badass race by Eric Jenkins. But – I want King Chez and I, you know, we grew up in this era where King Chez is supposed to be like the next big thing. And I feel like he still hasn't taken off the way he should. And I am still under the impression that if King Chez is stepping on a line, I expect him to win. And if he doesn't, it's a disappointment. And that's where I'm at. And that's why I said, so I stand by what I said there. You will not get me to, you will not get me to back down on that. I will say Eric Jenkins, amazing follow on Twitter. I, I resurrected. I, he probably thinks I'm the biggest weirdo for, for remembering this tweet. But when he won, I dug up his tweet from almost over a year ago. Of a, it was a Goodwill hunting tweet. Just unbelievable. I retweeted it. Go check it out on our, on our Twitter where he was, he was, you know, from the, from the, um, from the Will Hunting Skyler fight, he was acting as if he was in the dorm next to the, the fight from that movie. 
unbelievable no tweet. Kidding. I need unbelievable tweet. It's unreal. So uh, you got to go check it out. But uh, yeah, great follow on Twitter. Um, and then finally, Mike, not knowing Juan and Kaladi, went pro. I mean, you know, she went Dark Sky Track Club. Big announcement the week before this race. Do you even follow the sport? Like, what are you doing? It was, okay, it was the week before the race, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, oh, they made a like, big deal on. out of it come all over Instagram, on. all over Twitty, Twitter. Wani Kaladi going pro, Dark Sky Running Club. What, I mean, what are we doing here, Trent? What are we doing? It happened the week. I When you, like, started making a big deal of this, I thought you were going to be like, this happened, like, months ago. It happened the week of the race. They made a big deal of the reveal. Who? Who made a big deal? The, the sport. Oh, the everybody, sport. Mike, that, everybody, Mike. Everybody, everybody in the sport deal was talking about you. It. And, Steve, that brings me back to my point. If the sport, and my little air quotes here, is making a big deal about it, then I should have known about it. But I didn't, and that's a problem. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Blame the sport. Yeah, blame the sport. We we also had some listeners chime in with another mistake, Steve. I was surprised you didn't get to this one. Um, But first off, I want to say when you said finally there, I was like, nice. Finally, we're we're done here. Are we going to do this with every show now that we're just going to correct ourselves? Only the ones I'm not on. Okay. (laughs) We, uh, or uh, not me, I shouldn't put my name in here. I think this is more of a Mike take. But Mike, (laughs) we had talked about Wani Kaladi and Alicia Monson like battling for the win in the women's 10k and neither of them won the race it was rachel schneider who runs her under armor <laughs> i forgot and about kinda, that. I had that i had that written down okay. i forgot about but yeah again, she kind of came out of nowhere and had this like awesome race and everyone was psyched for her and then you and i got caught up in the wine uh the wani and alicia you know head-to-head matchup there but it's definitely you know worth pointing out of course um, it's worth pointing out we should have talked about it but the whole kaladi um and monson thing had nothing to do with who won it was just like We've talked at you know extensively about that rivalry, and they've had a showdown multiple times. So I, again, I stand by everything we said there. Like I think that was a topic worth talking about. Yeah, of course we should have talked about the winner a little bit more, and maybe we missed out on that. But if we're gonna start criticizing every single thing we miss in these races and these news stories, I mean, we might as well just like release four podcasts a week and three of them are just criticizing the things that we said in the first podcast like what are we doing i'm in shock of what's going on right now it sounds like a lot of easy content because we have and a lot other, of things that could be criticized right and Trent, the other thing is too is like you got like one criticism like nine of these criticisms were all completely directed at me i feel like i'm under fire right now it, I, and maybe it means that i'm opinionated steve that i have a lot to say you know, maybe Trent's just sitting back there and just, like, riding on my coattails. I don't know what it says, Steve, but <laughs> I stand by, like, 90% of the things that I say. Mike, you and I are supposed to be a team here, right? We, we handle the pod. Oh, now oh, you're throwing Trent, me under the bus, Trent, so I don't Trent, appreciate I'm to, that whatsoever. I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be a good teammate right now, but if you think that just because we're on here having a good time and drinking wine and being all jolly and happy Mike, that I've forgotten about Mike, the basketball I would have never tournament. left you out of my basketball pool. I would yeah, have never exactly, left you out exactly. of my basketball pool. Trent, if you think I've forgotten about that and you're going to try and act like, you know, you know we're, we're big friends over here, I don't want to hear it. Okay, buddy. I'm sure I can dig up a text from like 2016 that shows me, you know, reaching out to you, Mike, trying to get you to sign up and just no response, just no response whatsoever. So don't go there, Michaelton. You know what I bet? I bet we can't. I bet we so, can't take up that text. 
you know what the beautiful thing is? Try you it. guys had this nice little bonding moment with each other last week, and it was my plan to come in and turn you two against each other, and it was never easier. You didn't even have to, Steve. Trent did it on his own. I did. I did. Unintentionally, though. Unintentionally. And that's the running news. And, and, that's, and that's what makes it worse, is that it was unintentional. <laughs> it wasn't a troll. It wasn't a bit. It was genuinely you uninvited me to your pool but let's move on because we got a very good interview to talk to to listen to here we got to get into our interview with whitney orton uh, from byu whitney orton is she's one of the favorites kind of going into indoor track season cross country um she's just kind of one of the, the standout runners in the ncaa this year and she has a world record so i'm really excited to talk about that You're off to a great start so far in cross country. You had a dominating finish at OSU. How are you feeling after that that uh, first race of the season? If you would have asked me right after, I'd be like, I don't, I don't freaking know. Yeah, but like <laughs> now after I've watched it about like a hundred times, because it's like the only thing that's happened, I'm really happy about it. It was fun. It was a good race. So, yeah, I'm really happy about it. After, so, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Say after this, like crazy summer that we've all had from spring last year right being at nationals not getting canceled what was it like to finally get back onto like a, a meet like that like a real meet right there's some good teams and good competition to go out like what was the feeling um that you had when you were able to get back on the line and then just like dominate with that finishing kick you had i don't know i was just kind of like is this real right now like are we actually doing this and i don't know it was really exciting uh, I was just very, very grateful to be racing. And even looking back, I'm like, wow, we got to race. Like, that was, that was so <laughs> awesome. I wish we could do that again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. well, I, I guess that's, like, what I'm thinking about here. Is it's such a weird, weird season, right? Like, a cross-country season, like, never before, where you run these races in the fall, but then you have this crazy break in the middle, and then the championship isn't coming till till March. So where are you at right now? Like how, how, how can you possibly prepare for a cross country season that lasts like six months, seven months, eight months and the championship still is so far away and people are putting their rankings out and you're trying to figure out where you're at as a team. And it's like the season hasn't even begun yet and it's late November. Yeah, honestly, I don't really know. I feel like it's kind of comforting because no one really knows. So I'm like, at least no one knows what's going on. <laughs> at least I'm not the only confused one, but I just kind of have had the thought like, any chance you do get an opportunity, like you need to make that, like you need to take advantage of that opportunity because they just don't come every day these days, you know? So that's kind of what I've been thinking lately. So, and like Mike mentioned where the cross country championship is going to be pushed back to like spring in the March. Um, you know, I think and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like most college athletes are going to have to, or most college runners are going to kind of have to like, pick a season to go all out for not to say that you can't compete and be successful in all three seasons but kind of preparing for this winter and preparing for the spring if you had to pick like one season one sport to be really dominant to train your or to gear your training specifically towards what would it be yeah that's tough because i i actually 
enjoyable like if i were to say what do i enjoy to be track because track's more fun right cross country is kind of like pain and death and (laughs) it's just really hard but it's so you're talking to the wrong group right now whitney we're 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 diehard cross country (laughs) ah crap people are so hard (laughs) it's just very painful okay it's very painful but it's so so good for me i know that it is and so i love the season because i'm like this is going to do some great things for my body like i'm getting it so tough and so strong and like I'll be ready for anything after this because this is like the hardest, you know, but so yeah, it's really hard to say because I, I appreciate how hard it is. Like I do, like I respect it and I think it's so good for me. So it's hard to say, but, but what I enjoy is track. I do, even if it's a five count on the track, which is also very hard. They're all hard, but yeah, I don't know. That's a really hard question. I don't know. You guys choose cross country. That's what you guys. Oh Yeah. Well, ah, see, the, the the problem is okay. we're a bunch of like slow guys. Like we have no turnover whatsoever. So we need <laughs> we need to get every advantage we can with the hills and the muddy conditions mm-hmm. and the longer distances. So that that's really the reason we love cross. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. It is fun. Like you're with your team too, so yeah, it's more that's, team, which that's is the so other fun. Big thing. So yeah. fun. I mean that that's the other thing for us is like you get the team aspect and while track is a team sport, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. cross country. I mean, you're, you're training through the summer, you're doing the preseason kind of grinding it out with your team. You go through this like long journey with them. It truly feels like a, a close knit group. Dang. You're making, you're almost convincing me. <laughs> it really, <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, I, I also like cross country, but yeah. Hmm. I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> Winnie, do you think you'll run an indoor track meet this year? Has there been any talk of that? Um, if I do, I'll have to be unattached because I didn't get eligibility back oh, for right. last indoor, and that was my senior year. So, yeah, I'll just run unattached. But I want to race. I want to race some track a little bit. I think it's good for the soul for me especially. I like it. it gives me confidence too. So, <laughs> yeah, I like it. But So – We'll get off of cross country eventually, I promise. But one, <laughs> one last cross country question. So you guys are, you know, at BYU coming off of a second place, uh, you know, championship race last year. You guys lost, what was it, six points or so that you girls lost the uh, the championship by. And the men's side, they took the championship. So I guess what is like the team vibe, the team atmosphere where, you know, are you that much hungrier knowing how close you were to the championship coming into the season? Yeah, it's it's just still weird because of how lengthened out it is. I don't know if that was a sentence. Right. I don't know if that even is. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, so my initial like reaction is like in the summer, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna contact all the girls, like all the freshmen, like we're gonna be like ready to go. Like I want to do some things, you know? And I want everyone to be ready to work and have a good attitude and I want us to just really kill it this year. But like 'cause it's so long, it's hard to be so pumped up all the time. You know, you need to use your you need to get ready at the right time so it's just being patient I think right now and then when the time comes like of course we want to do the very best we can we are a younger team so you never really know like we could do insanely good or we could maybe have you know a little bit of an off year but you just really never know especially like who's going to be ready who's going to be healthy like it's hard to know for sure but me personally, I would, and I know a lot of the girls on our team as well. We're like, okay, we got a little taste, so it makes it that much more. You want it that much more, you know, when you're that close. It was so so close, but 
and you see yeah. the guy celebrating it's like oh man <laughs> yeah we almost had it we almost had yeah. it but, also like because at the very end like when like we first crossed the line like it said that we were number one so we were all like oh my gosh and then it like moved <laughs> and we're like no it was so hard but they ran insane so it was yeah. a pretty insane year I know you can't be mad about getting second but so I, I I can't believe I can't believe we made it this long into the interview, but we gotta bring it up. <laughs> the basketball mile. Where? So you're 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 the you're the world record holder. You're the uh, you're the fastest person to or fastest woman to ever run a mile while dribbling a basketball. Am I correct? I guess I guess so. <laughs> where where did this idea come from? What like what spawned this idea? Like we gotta go out there. We gotta try to get this world record. Um, it was from my coach. She saw Sydney Mascarelli, I think that's her name, right? Yeah. Sydney Mascarelli. They saw her do it. And so she sent it to me and I was like, oh, like that looks fun. Like that looks really fun. So I told my friend Anna, cause we're like really, really good friends. And we both played basketball in high school. We play sometimes like with each other still. Um, so I was like, oh, we need to do this. Like we need to go for this. I think we can do it. And so, yeah, we just, it was more for fun, but it kind of blew up. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Why do people care about this? But it was more for fun for us. But yeah. Well, it was at a time when nothing was going on, right? We like we something. were all yeah. starved. We were all starved yeah. for sports. And like we on this That's podcast, so every single week, we're just like, somebody do something. I don't care what <laughs> it is. We just want to see some sort of competition. We need to see some sort of activity in the running world. And we were talking about like somebody do something crazy, do something different. And we thought it was great. Like we loved it so much. Um, and we thought it was a, we thought it was such a cool idea. And we wanted other teams to do something similar, you know, running related competitions, that sort of thing. So we were big fans. Thank you. Do appreciate that. That's definitely what but, we were going for. So, but it, it also helps when you, you know, listen, we're, we're, we're track and field fans, we're cross countries, we're running fans. But at the same time, we get it. The sport can be a little bit boring and monotonous at times. So when you introduce a real sport like basketball into track and field, <laughs> all right, now we're drawing some interest, right? We're, <laughs> we're getting some ballers out there and you got some skills. I will say, I kind of wish down the home stretch, you threw a little like crossovers, like a little, you know, behind, <laughs> behind the back the a little back. bit. Yeah, just to like rub it in a little bit. But hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Okay, we actually had a plan. So it was going to be really funny, but then Anna actually kicked the ball at the very, like after she crossed the line, <laughs> but like, we were going to say like, whoever wins, like you go like behind coach Taylor and make a hoop and like slam dunk it on her. Oh, <laughs> like the second great. place girl, like what if came and like slammed on coach Taylor, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't work out. I was ready. I had my hoop ready and I was like, dang it. Like she kicked it. And we were also really tired. You forget that you're going to be really tired, <laughs> but yeah, we had an idea. We were there to do some shenanigans, but it didn't work out. So <laughs> I think you can do that celebration in a, a track meet this year across country. Yes. You can find some sort of rock <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. or jersey to slam dunk on slam somebody. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Next, next, yeah, next race you win, you got to do some sort of basketball celebration, <laughs> throw it back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is there uh, any other world record attempts that we can expect to see from like the BYU cross country team, you know, like spinning the basketball going all the way around, or I know you were a volleyball player at one point, maybe like the, the bump set spike to each other all the way through. Can we expect anything coming out of you guys? You know, if that's a thing, I'm sure we'll give it a try. <laughs> Might as well, you know. <laughs> If it's not, so you, you can make, make a one. new one up. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. That should just become BYU's thing. Is you should dominate on the cross country course, right? Amazing cross country program, and then just look to break every obscure running record in the world. 
<laughs> you should you should pick like a new one every amazing. single year and be like, that's the one we're going after. Okay, me and Anna actually did talk about this as a joke, obviously, but we're like, is there something else we can do? Like three-legged race or something like, <laughs> like mile. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have talked about it because we thought it was pretty funny, but you know, didn't actually look into it, but maybe we should. <laughs> how many, uh, how many um, guys on the, uh, on the cross country team do you think you could take one-on-one in basketball? Maybe all of them? <laughs> I I feel bad saying that, but I I, no, I love okay. basketball. That was yeah, say it. important like growing up. Like I played it every single day when I was from like third grade to like senior year of high school. Like I loved it. So actually not all the time like high school as much, but I did play in high school. But um yeah, definitely my favorite sport. So I would like to say that. <laughs> so the answer is all of them. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah. All so them. based on that information, all of them. Listen, we've been around cross country teams. We've been around nerdy runner guys our entire life, and they stink at basketball. So I'm very confident you could take them. I did play Rory. Do you know Rory Linkletter? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did play him once. Did you beat him? I did. All right. <laughs> People tell you too. He actually tweeted it after I did the <laughs> mile record. So yeah, I feel okay saying that to you guys in like a a serious note off this right like we joke about the cross-country guys stink at basketball and it is kind of this weird kind of stereotype that's kind of true where a lot of runners are not so coordinated with the hand-eye coordination or the other sports um but you were obviously like a very talented at other sports like basketball included um do you like do you like feel that out there that you're just like more of an all-around athlete than everyone else (laughs) out there and how did you i guess like the real point question how did you kind of end up you know coming to running and being so sensationalized despite being you know this multi-talented athlete that no other runner is I feel like the other sports really like help with running like especially just the competitive nature of other sports like I feel like I'm very very competitive and that's why maybe I'm I've had success in running because I just want to win and everything you know you know (laughs) but um yeah, I don't know. I It's kind of weird how I ended up running because if you would have asked me in high school even or like middle school, especially when I was younger, I wanted to play in the WNBA when I was little. Like that's what I wanted to do. But um, yeah, it's kind of strange how I did end up running, but I think I just saw that I had potential in it. And I also, I'm from a really small town, so getting noticed for basketball is kind of a little bit harder. You have to put in a lot of effort and go to lots of camps and pay for all these big things to like get noticed and stuff we're running it's like there's just a time and I could get good scholarship and I was kind of burned out from basketball because we played so so much so I needed a little break from it anyway but looking back I'm like I do still love basketball when I do play I'm like oh I love this sport like it is so fun but I have grown to love running a lot so I'm really happy with what I chose but yeah it helps when you're really really good at it it does help it does help you start start winning races and then it's like i think i kind of like this sport (laughs) yeah yeah for sure that definitely helps i don't know i don't know how it would be if i wasn't getting a little bit of success but yeah definitely like to win so so on that i mean you know have have you thought a little bit a little bit about um kind of the the future of your career in the sport have you thought about making it a career uh is is that something you want to pursue after college definitely thought about it but I think right now I don't want to think about it too much I kind of want to just be present with where I am and just see what I can do here and 
I feel like that's where you get opportunities. So I kind of just want to stay present. I try not to think about it too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to imagine like that's, that's the only mindset you can have, right? Because once you start thinking about, start thinking about the future and take, like you said, take yourself out of the present, that's when you start making mistakes, you start mm-hmm. slacking on your training. Um, so I think that's a, it's definitely the right strategy to take. So. Yeah. What so, are the goals moving forward for this year? Is there anything that like, is, I know it's so weird with meets being up in the air. We at least know we'll have cross country nationals, but I know you said tracks your favorite sport. So what is on your mind that you want to accomplish uh, during this next year or this coming year? Kind of like what I said earlier, just like seizing every opportunity, going for the win, every chance I get, like every chance I get to run, like I want to win no matter what, like, I don't really care. That's kind of what I want to keep it very simple. Not really put too many, too much stress on it. Just be ready when I get an opportunity and give it my best kind of, where I'm thinking but that's like literally the best answer we could have heard we're (laughs) all about that just like step on the line and win the race it doesn't matter the situation you're in the circumstances we talk about it all the time and those are our favorite runners to root for is the ones that just show up and just you know race all out every time no matter what we named our podcast So the name of our yeah, what podcast, is that about? so it's, it's, it's kind of a joke, right? And we always <laughs> used to make fun of the, the runners that would blame, would, would make excuses for having a bad race, right? They, you know, they, they had bad training or they peaked too early. They didn't peak at the right time for that race. So they peaked <laughs> okay. too early. In the season. And we thought that was the lamest excuse of all time. So we would always make fun of those, of those runners. So that's kind of what okay. we named this after. It's kind of like a little bit of a joke. Cause like, like you were saying, and like Trent was saying, that's our mindset on this podcast. I don't care where you are in your training. I don't care what you're training for. When you step on the race, when you step on the line and the gun goes off, it's race time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that mentality. It's just, yeah. Scary for everybody. Like I'm, you should be afraid of people like that. Like they don't care. They just want to win. So, <laughs> right. you know, I like it. I like that mentality. So it's, it's unfortunate because that's how we intended like the, the podcast, and the brand name to be like kind of a, sarcastic take on the people who are always worried about their splits and peaking at the right time but it's transformed into you know this idea that the three of us are washed up runners and that our careers (laughs) have have peaked too early so you know it is what it is we'll we'll take it but yeah that is that is the origin but both both are good both are important to the sport yeah (laughs) (laughs) so Whitney thank you so much for coming on this has been a ton of fun we're big fans of you we're big fans of BYU but we end every interview with a quick game so Mike why don't you kick off down the home stretch? All right, down the home stretch, we're going to take one topic and we're going to hit, hit you with questions oh, on no. it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's all right. This one, this one we're, we're going to keep it simple for you. We, you, you know, you said that you're a track girl, but it is cross country season. We are heading into this long, drawn out cross country season championship going on here. So your topic is simply cross country. Trent's going to hit you with the first question. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Whitney, what, what is the best race day weather for a cross-country race? Do I have to answer quick? Is that how this game works? Is it like... You can take your time, but... <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, crap, what is it? Okay. Um, the best weather. Uh, not windy. So I don't know what the opposite of not windy is. <laughs> oh, <man>. Great question. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Um, not super cold, so a little warmer, but not too warm. So just a good temperature. I feel like this is a hard question because there's never like when like the big races are always the worst weather ever. So you just can't really care. You just gotta be like, yeah. whatever. I'm just gonna do it. But 
um yeah just clear nice and clear not too cold <laughs> that would be nice well, there's no weather <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> so do you do you put your spikes in the night before or the morning of uh, i don't have one or the other i'm not like very particular okay. i just depends on the day <laughs> sometimes i'm like oh crap should i change my spikes and i'm like oh, that's fine <laughs> we're good <laughs> All right. Well, maybe um, that answers my question. I was gonna ask, do you have any like pre-race superstitions or traditions, you know, for the night before? Yeah, it does change. I don't know. I I try to eat good, eat good food. I like salmon. <laughs> Salmon's good. Some good veggies. Maybe a little bread. <laughs> That's a good tradition, I guess. <laughs> I tried. I tried to be creative with this one. Give me your two must stops on a cross-country road trip. Hmm. Well, after the race, you want to celebrate with a little bit of either like a good dessert or we like acai bowls. So we do that a lot. Love acai bowls no matter where we go. That's a good stop. I also like to go shopping. I really love shopping. So there's some good like outlets or something. There's some good shopping all over the world, you know, or all over the U.S., all over the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of fun to go to new stores and check it out. But Nike outlets. We go there a lot. Do lots of Nike outlets. Does BYU cross country have any unique traditions? Yes. We have many, many, many unique traditions. We do a lot of parties. Do lots of like Christmas parties or like date nights, like with our team. Do those. Lots of dinners. We have a Christmas party we usually do, but because of COVID, it's kind of weird. But yeah, we do so many traditions. Love it. Probably for every holiday. So <laughs> <laughs> So every like coach or, you know, cross country parent or whatever has like their go to like saying in the middle of a race, like, oh, you got this or, you know, it's going to hurt either way or whatever. What is your favorite like go to cheer or like encouragement mid race? Hmm. They're like I say to others or they say to me? Either one. What, yeah, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Hmm a good one there's so many there's so there's many good things millions of them hmm. i kind of like like the coach taylor says all the way up a lot i kind of like that all the way like up. everything i love that i love it i'm everything. gonna steal never, that one that's great i've never heard that one i love it really? all the way up <laughs> yeah it's a good one i like that one or just like be gritty i like that because i i just that's what i want i want you guys call me gritty witty okay Spread gritty witty witty right. oh, <laughs> That's the name I want to establish for myself. So, yeah, that's the goal. Love that's it, actually love the goal. It. There you we'll go. We'll get but, that going. Then my we'll name get will that be Gritty Witty. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know. How, I don't know how we can top that. But Trent, hit it with the last question. <laughs> All right, Gritty Witty. Do I have to cool down, or or do you cool down after cross country nationals, or do you not have to? Hmm. Last year, I don't think we did. No, I think no, we had a donut. <laughs> That's gritty. Oh, that is the definition of that's <laughs> gritty. There is a donut for a cool down. Oh, this uh, is so good. It's just what we needed. <laughs> After that close loss, you know, it's that yeah. close second. We all needed a donut. So Yeah. Just soothe your soul a little some donuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whitney, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. Like I said earlier, we're big fans of you. We're going to be wishing you the best of luck heading into the, the rest of this year. Um, yeah, we wish you success. Well, thanks, guys. Nice to meet you guys. Appreciate nice to meet you, you too.
to Whitney for coming on. That was a great interview. Oh, and we forgot to mention, everybody, going forward, we got to call her Gritty Witty. So hashtag Gritty, Gritty Witty. We're going to be cheering for her, heading into, you know, track season, cross-country season, and then track season again. That's very weird to say, cross-country season in between two track seasons, but go get him, Gritty Witty. Fire nickname. What? It said fire nickname. It's and a come great nickname. Fire. Yeah, and she asked us to get that nickname going. So it's on it's on the two crew to get this nickname going. Which I just want to go on on a quick thing here about that. You know, you can you can, you know, get mad at people for deciding their nicknames, but to have like the swag and the confidence to come up with that nickname and then say that's what I want to be called. I want to be gritty Whitney is just my you know, she's quickly become my favorite, you know, collegiate cross country athlete now. So just just everybody let's live up to that. Let's live up to that request for Gritty Whitney. All right. Before we get into today's personal podium, I just want to read a couple quick reviews. So just a reminder, you know, every review really, really helps us out a lot. And once we get to 300 reviews, we're getting a P2E tattoo. And you can put your recommendations for what tattoo we should get in your review. But just want to give a shout out to, uh, so best, best pod for runners by runners from Rody Rocker. And he said, these guys have transformed this pod into more than just a few washed up D2 runners chatting about running. They have truly, truly created a culture. So thanks to, to Rowdy, to Rody Rocker. Brian from Buffalo says the perfect combination of drinking, running, more drinking and complaining about whereabouts failures. That's a guy that listens to this podcast. Just a couple of guys from old man, Chad Lyons. Great commentary. Great for the sport. Just a couple guys hosting solid interviews and discussions. So thank you to everybody that's posting reviews. Keep them coming. We really need them to keep this podcast going. So Steve, what I heard in those reviews, I heard old men. I heard washed up. I heard uh, drinking. That was pretty much it. I mean, that, that pretty they much know our uh, brand. That pretty much sums it up. I'm a, I'm a little uh, offended by uh, a little offended by Rody's review there. He said, you know, he turned it into more than just a couple washed up D2 runners talking about running. You know, now it's some like some legitimate cool thing in the community. What was wrong with it when we were just washed <laughs> up and talking running? That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point? We should be washed up and talking running. That's right. That's right. So we are going to in the in the end of the episode today. We're going to embrace the holiday season. And this is a topic that we could probably spend the next two hours talking about, but we're going to keep it quick. We're going to keep it to personal podium and we're going to talk Christmas movies or holiday movies, however you want to, however you want to phrase it. So um, I think last week we did, we or last time we did this, we did Trent, Mike, me. So today we're going to go Mike, me, Trent. So Mike, why don't you kick us off with your first, your first overall pick for Christmas movies. I feel a lot of pressure on this because this is you the should. first podium. You should. This is, the, this is the first podium that we've ever done that's not like a true running related topic. So that is nerve wracking. And then I feel like Christmas movie selection is very contentious too. I feel like I'm put in the position where I have to choose the greatest Christmas movie you of do. all time. Yeah. And I feel very nervous. I feel very nervous. Let's get him um, on the clock here. I don't know if he forfeits his shot clock. But... All right, I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say the Christmas story. I'm gonna say the Christmas story, and I don't feel like I need to give that big of an explanation. Christmas Day, my whole life, it runs on repeat. 
It's the most quotable movie of all time. To me, that movie just is Christmas. When I think about that movie, it just instantly, you know, gives me the Christmas feeling. Um, so the Christmas story, that's it. That's the number one pick. I'm going to say something very controversial and very confusing. I know what I'm about to say is going to be confusing, but it makes a ton of sense. If I were to have to take one Christmas movie for, for the rest of my life, I have to get rid of all Christmas movies in my life and I could only pick one. It would be the Christmas story. But I'm going to say this. It's not a good movie. I think that's fair, but is does it not belong as a Oh, no, no. I didn't pick? say it didn't you know belong. I, mean? I didn't say it didn't belong. Like I said, it's probably the most important Christmas movie in my life, but I wasn't going to include it on my list if it fell to me. It's okay. It's a good movie. It's a good it's movie. Not, it's not number one pick. It's, it's good not. Movie. It's, 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 all, it's all about the nostalgia, which, is, which I love. Like, it just, it's, a, it's, just, it's, it's two hours of nostalgia, right? It's, it's not a good movie. It's good See, I, I guess my, my point is there's better movies about Christmas, but on Christmas, there's no other movie I want to watch than that. That's fair. And that's what, okay. that's what it comes down to. It's a good enough movie where when I went to Cleveland last, I paid money to the tour of the Christmas Story house. They have the house there, <laughs> and it. you can do a tour of it. So I, I did the tour. All right. So moving on to my pick, and you know, I think that not only is this arguably the greatest Christmas movie of all time, but you could you could make the argument that it's one of the greatest movies of all time. That's Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone is yep. just. It's just unbelievable. I mean, when you were watching that movie as a kid, you were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched in my life. Like I am, you know, I can single-handedly protect my house from anybody that's that, that wants to break in. Like, you know, it's, it, the, the soundtrack is amazing. Unbelievable movie. Steve, the greatest compliment you can have in like a draft type structure, right. Is, you know, you don't want to be like blown away or surprised. Like, wow. That's like, you, you don't want anything like crazy to happen. Like if, if like the Patriots are coming up here, their team stinks. Our draft pick is going to be very important. I don't want to be like shocked or like bewildered about what just happened. I want to be leaving the draft saying like, yeah, that's the right pick. And I think when I hear your pick there, I say that's the right pick. It's, it's so like good that somehow it made kids across the world just want like robbers and burglars to come to their house so you can just take them on like that's that's that's, that's an impressive you know compliment to get and, For my, and, and, and it holds up it holds up like when i watched it when i was like eight years old and i watched it when i was 33 years old enjoyed it just as much sorry go ahead Trent. no all good for, for my first one i'm gonna do just like a true a true classic and i think again this held up i always looked forward to it as a kid and i still enjoy watching it and that's the original grinch where it just does the dr seuss book throughout I, i'm sick of hearing people you know quoting the the quote-unquote grinch and they're actually quoting the jim carrey grinch fine movie it's fun or whatever that's not the real grinch the real grinch is the animated it's like a half hour 40 minutes long um, it's on like ABC every year. It's it's just a true classic, and uh, yeah, it's it's a classic. Jim Jim Carrey version's better. Jim oh. Carrey version sucks. And Jim, Jim Carrey version fact, is better. The fact that the Grinch is going in the first round of this draft makes me want to drive to Somerville right now and fight you, Trent. Like I, the the Grinch. I mean, it, it does. I mean, there's so many great Christmas movies out there. Like the Grinch. 
again, it's a nostalgia play. It's not a good movie. Are you kidding me? It teaches it's you like, the good meaning movie. of Christmas. You it's can't amazing. tell me that it's a good movie. It's the a, it's a Car- wonderful the, movie. The Jim Carrey version is a very, very good movie. Well, the Jim Carrey version is still out there. So if somebody wants to pick it, you can pick it. But I might. I might. We'll see. The Grinch. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. The Grinch, the Go Grinch is a perfect, a perfect movie. All right. My next one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally change that. up. Totally switch it up. So I went with my, you know, the animated classic, the best one of the animated classics. Um, but as far as a more, you know, less animated movie, more real person movie, if you will, is the Santa Claus. You know, Tim Allen as Santa Claus. It's a great pick. There's a few of them, but it's just, it's just fire every time. And and you know, you're a kid and you just see like maybe you know maybe my dad's Santa Claus, right? Maybe somebody I know is Santa Claus, and Tim Allen is, is the best Santa Claus out of all the Santa Clauses that have ever played Santa Claus. He's the best, and and all those movies are just amazing. So obviously, I'm very opinionated about this. Opinionated about this topic. And I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation, Trent. When's the last time you watched the Santa Claus? Oh, Probably last don't, year. Don't give me this. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus no. does not Steve, hold up. That's not it true. It does not hold up. The Santa Claus is not an enjoyable movie. It does not hold up. Steve, you can't say it's not. The Steve Santa sounds like Claus such, does not. He sounds hold like an up. old. He sounds like yeah. an old geezer it, it right now. It's it an unbelievable movie. The Santa no, Claus is a great movie from. Every every step of the way, the um, it's got it's got too much weird magic in it. Santa Claus does not hold up. It just doesn't. It does. Uh, I I could not agree disagree with you more. The Santa Claus trend. That's a great pick. The Santa Thank Claus you, does Mike. not belong in the first round, but in the second round, it belongs. There. That's that's where it belongs. It's a it's a very good movie. And to say it doesn't hold up, Steve. You just sound like an old man who like hates Doesn't, Christmas. I'm I'm, 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 I'm actually surprised. You. I'm actually surprised that you didn't like his Grinch pick because you sound like the Grinch. Listen, right the fact now. that you said I the know Grinch no good Christmas movie. movies. That that's that's how my my you know my palette for christmas movies is so it, it's it's so perfect that i can determine i i you know it doesn't matter the genre it can be animated non-animated from from 40 years ago from last year i'm telling you santa claus doesn't hold home up. alone is the, barely so, a christmas movie the, oh, um, do not what are you talking yeah, we're, we're about not, we're, what are you talking about trent that's ridiculous now, now you <laughs> just, now has you nothing just... to do with christmas it has to do with them coming and breaking into the house i mean we weren't going to give you crap for it, it, but now that you're coming you... after me for my what? picks i'm going to come after you for your picks. home here. alone isn't a christmas movie is that really what we're saying I said right it's now? barely a christmas movie. it's barely a christmas barely movie. it's not a my heart's barely a christmas movie home alone is not barely a christmas trent trent i we had an argument going that was not the direction yeah. we should have taken. Yeah, that was just a dumb but, argument. But let, let me just say, like, there's so many incredibly clever things in the Santa Claus. Like, the first one that pops to my mind is, you know, the um, the the ladder, right? The ladder that, like, pops up on the side of the house and he, like, bumps his head into and he looks at the label. And it's, like, the Rose Suchik ladder company or whatever right because rose such a clatter yeah because right when he's reading the christmas story it's a rose such a clatter like brilliant i mean that is legitimately a brilliant that's artwork that is what incredibly well written ridiculous statements let's move on because you're All just right. wrong you're just wrong moving on to my pick all right now this one don't do it. This movie is not only one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. 
And we are going with the Griswold family. Yeah, Christmas. Great, it's I mean, a great, it is just great, great pick. It's I mean, that pick. is that it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. It, it, there's 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 no doubt about it. I I dare either one of you to argue that that doesn't belong as a second round pick. Never seen it. No, it does. Never. Oh. And you're over here arguing for the Santa Claus and the Grinch. And you've never seen Griswold family Christmas. What what is going on right now? I Trent is it. disqualified from his last movie. You don't get the to talk blessing. anymore. Never heard of it. Unbelievable movie. It's a great pick. So far, the second round is exactly what the second round should be. And I'm going to finish the second round with exactly the movie that should finish the second round. This is this is the best second rounds of any draft of all time. The next movie I'm going to say is if you watch this movie, I don't know how you can't like it. I just I, somehow I feel like Steve is going to argue and not like this movie. I think but I am because I because I'm waiting for this movie to come up. I'm waiting for this movie to come up. This and I, movie. I'm going to vehemently disagree with it. This movie is just. It's just everything it should be, I guess, is all I can say. It's just everything that it should be. And that is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Not only one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, but one of the greatest movies of all time. And I'm not like a big, like, old school movie guy. I get bored with it. We have, like, we've come so far in movies that the old school movies are boring to me. And I just, like, I can't do it. I can't do the black and white stuff. Like, I get it, but. But It's a Wonderful Life will live on forever. Just one of the greatest movies ever made of all time, period. Mike, I don't think... How are you my brother and not know that that's like my favorite movie of all time? I don't know. You were just giving me a look and I just... Because I thought I, you were going I, I, a different get, direction I, I was with getting it. intimidated. You stole my third round pick. I thought that was going to be the sleeper of the draft. No, I thought no, I was no, going to... No, no. I thought it was going to be the sleeper of the draft. I thought I was going to be able to steal It's a Wonderful Life in the third round. I thought wrong. I should have saved Griswold Family Vacation. But Mike, that... You know, you could you could argue that that should be the first overall pick. Is it's a wonderful yeah. life. It's, I, I feel I feel good. I feel good about where that felt. Great third round yeah. pick. Yeah, second round. Trent, pick. have you ever seen it? Yes, I've seen a wonderful life. <laughs> All right, and then I don't so know if my... you have. I don't know if you have. You made kind of a face there. I think you're just saying that to 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 make us think you've seen it. I might have fallen asleep during it, but my mom definitely <laughs> made me watch the wonderful life. <laughs> um, and then my last one. This one's tough for me. I feel like I have about 10 movies written down that could take this spot. And I'm just going to say something because I feel like I could sit here and debate all day what should fit in this third spot. But I am going to put Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, classic cartoon movie, as a third one. I think when you go back to like all of the um, you know, classic like animated films there, Trent, you said The Grinch, you have you know, Frosty the Snowman, you have, you know, all those ones. I just feel like Rudolph is the classic story. The song is, it, you know, is written off it. The story goes on forever. Rudolph is like one of the most, um, just like recognizable names. You talk about like Beyonce and like, just like the one, Jesus one, Christ, what are we one, doing? No, right no, now? no. Listen to Steve, listen to me. You talk about like the one that, that the first name, like famous first name, famous. If you say Rudolph, I mean, who in America doesn't immediately, immediately go to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Mason Am I Rudolph? wrong? No. No. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. No. <laughs> no. If you say Rudolph, immediately you think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Steve, are you going to tear and, this and apart the, or not? And, and, and the storyline no. story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 
is completely underrated because you think of like the song, but there's so much more depth when you go into the movie. I can't say enough about how good of a movie this this is. Rudolph Rudolph kicks the crap out of the Grinch. Rudolph is the best of all the animated Christmas movies. So Agreed. yeah, see, look, I trend. No, I have range. I have range. Okay. I am I am a I am a legitimate critic, all right? I'm not criticizing criticizing the Grinch just because it's an animated movie. Rudolph kicks the crap out of the Grinch. That that's, just that's a good lose, it's a good movie. Lose even more respect for your Christmas takes. Get if you were just here. gonna say you were not gonna accept like animated films in here, then that was fine, like the old ones. But if you're just gonna if you're gonna like pump up Rudolph and then tear apart the Grinch like that, I mean that's just that's I don't I just, just can't even take that seriously. All right, is it by, back to me? So I'm kind of put in a tough spot here because I thought I thought I had two sleepers. I thought I had a sleeper in a Christmas story, and I thought I had a sleeper in in uh, in It's a Wonderful Life. But there's a lot of directions I could go, and like Mike originally said, you just gotta go with the next best movie on the board. And the, you know, I might get some criticism for this based on my earlier picks, but I'm going to go with this movie isn't only it's not only the greatest Christmas sequel of all time. It might be the greatest movie sequel of all time. And that's Home Alone 2. I mean, Home Alone 2 is they took Home Alone and they made it better. So I can't I don't I almost took Home Alone 2 before Home Alone 1. I mean, Home Alone 2, they played the hits. They knew why people loved that movie and they made it better. They gave it a better soundtrack. They gave it better guest stars. They gave it, you know, better, better storyline. Like Home Alone 2, awesome. Awesome Christmas movie. Home that Alone 2. Be, that might be the of all the podiums that we have ever done. <laughs> and on this show, that might be the worst pick of why? all time. That's a Home it, Alone it's, it's 2. arguably better than Home Alone 1. And and that's the argument right there that makes it so bad. Because Home Alone 2 is a fine movie. It's a it's fine a, movie. It's, it's arguably but the greatest it, sequel of all time. It, it does not belong anywhere n- near the first one. I mean, the classic scenes, the one-liners in the original Home Alone, and just the concept and the scene when he's running back to the house, he's about to eat his mac and cheese, and the bells are ding. Amazing. Ding. That's why I picked it in mean, the first I, round, Mike. I'm ready to go to battle and then to to run it back and make this like bootleg version of the same movie and put it in new york city and and and, god oh it's awesome awesome that is that is steve i expected more that was a terrible pick a terrible (laughs) pick i don't even want to i don't even want to attack the movie because i think the movie's a good movie but just the fact that the laziness that goes into choosing this you picked the next Home best Alone. movie on the board i told you my my board was the barely christmas movies you tagging us for our christmas movies barely christmas movies Trent, what are you talking about all right for my last pick you guys might shred this one apart i uh i'm just gonna go for it you can tell me if it's not fair you can tell me if you know i this is you know too much of an advantage that I'm taking by choosing this, but I'm not going to pick a specific movie. I'm just going to say all those like Hallmark television, you know, classic Christmas love story movies that go on. If you, you are lying to me, if you've never sat down, flipping through channels, you find one of these Hallmark ones on, there's a new one that comes on every year and you just get Christmas so shoes. sucked in. They're so fire. Uh, they're just these, these, these great, just like rom-com Christmas movies. 
it's it deserves to be taken is the hallmark if you can give me this as a classic christmas movie if i can take this i'm taking the hallmark christmas movies steve just walked up uh stood up he just walked away he couldn't take it anymore um it's because he knows it's the truth he knows that when he's flipping the tv after after watching you know the grinch or something maybe he doesn't want to watch uh home alone 17 for the 50th time that evening maybe he just goes to the hallmark channel and he watches you know carol fall in love with douglas the whatever the next door neighbor's you know divorcee or something like that it's not it's not a good it's, let me say it, it's not a bad pick what is happening right certainly now? not a good pick it's not a because there is a charm to the Hallmark holiday movie, but it, it does not belong in the first three rounds of any draft. It doesn't belong in the first 10 rounds of any draft. So Trent, it's not a good pick. I'm not going to trash you and say that I don't, you know, guilty pleasure enjoy one of these movies every now and again. Christmas shoes, shout out. But it's not a good pick. It's not the pick you should have made. There's too many good movies out there for you to be making that pick. I I almost look more forward to these. They're always ones you haven't seen. That's why I didn't pick anyone in particular because none of them are like amazing. But on its own, but as like a, a group, as a class, you know, I always look forward to the Hallmark more than more than most other movies. You I don't had sound to step out for a second because I was so appalled by where this pick was going. Trent, like you completely ruined this whole list by putting hall like a category of hallmark movie first off it's not a movie and you as i said i could be for i know i I know i was potentially disqualifying myself disqualified it was worth it it was worth it to spread the news (laughs) and the love to hallmark movies oh boy all right steve what do we miss so where do you guys stand on elf Great movie, great movie. I'm I'm honestly surprised it didn't make it. I like I think Trent. I think the perfect spot for it to have landed would have been your pick. So I, I, I like I think three, the last the last pick of the draft is where it belongs. It was a third round pick. It was up there for me for sure. I almost took it. I just thought the hallmark, you know, was was more fun. And, and I've seen the elf a million times. And I was thinking I actually like you know I I, I like that night where I go and I just flipped it the hallmark. Um, the other movie that I thought about taking with my third round pick, a classic, is A Christmas Carol. Um, you know, just seeing like Scrooge. the ghosts of Christmas past, yeah. yep, coming in the original one. That is, that's like a real legit classic that that's fun to get behind again. So back to your point, Steve, Elf. I feel like we've grown up in like a time where Elf kind of is it's, still an it's still a new Christmas movie, but it very in like it very quickly put itself in like the classic realm like yeah it, it, it very instantly became like a classic christmas movie and, and I that's think my biggest that problem says with it. something that well no, that's think, my I biggest that problem says something I think about it it's an enjoyable movie like i'll never be like elf is a bad movie i don't enjoy watching it but it's considered you know I'm, I'm surprised it didn't come up on this list because it's considered by most people as the christmas movie and it's definitely not that it's not the christmas movie but i do think it belongs on this list i think it belongs late on this list but i i think it I think it's a top 10 Christmas movie. Mm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I definitely better than my, Hallmark movies. Sure. Another one I didn't put on my list and Steve, you mentioned it earlier and it's debated at nauseum. So I don't want to like go into a big debate here, but die hard, like does die hard belong on this list? No, no, I, I think we're all in okay, agreement. I think we're all in agreement. It, it, you know, 
Christmas movie, it's like to to steal something from what the kids are saying these days. It's a vibe, right? It's got to be a vibe. Like, you know, Die Hard doesn't give a Christmas movie vibe. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it very good yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a very good movie. It just doesn't really belong in this list, in my no. opinion. Um, the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch, I know he touched upon it. And I might be alone here, but I think it is like laugh out loud funny. I think there are so many scenes in that movie that are outrageously funny. Does it belong in like a, a top 10 Christmas movie? I don't know. That's up for debate. Like, cause a lot of Christmas is nostalgia and like Christmas feel. But as far as like, it is the, it is the funniest Christmas movie. That's a fact. It is the funniest Christmas movie. Griswold Family Vacation. Uh, okay, family, it's this. It, all right, I, I I retract. I I'll, I'll pull back. It's the second funniest Christmas movie. It is I would argue Elf is funnier that too. And and I would it's say not, for it's me, not, Elf is a better movie. It's 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 a better Christmas movie, but The Grinch is funnier than Elf. I think. I think I can never really get behind the new Grinch because it's like one of those where I'm just so in love with the classic Grinch. I just don't like all like the the pub that the new Grinch got. And then my last one, shout out. I just watched it for the first time this past weekend because I'm a Sav, of course. Uh, the Family Stone. The Family Stone is a very funny Christmas movie that I had never watched before. And, you know, it doesn't belong on this list, but I figured I'd give it a shout out because I just watched it. It was very good. I was impressed by it. Never heard of it. It's good. Give it a watch. I'll put it on the list. Have we, have we ever seen Fred Claus? Yeah. I have. I have. That's a good one. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to say underrated. that. Underrated. Underrated. Wasn't expecting you to say that. Yeah. Underrated. Very, very, very uh, funny. Another another Christmas movie that I don't really have much of an opinion on, but it's always on every TV show, every TV you know cable channel ever this time of year. Another Vince Vaughn movie, Four Christmases, which I guess has some funny parts in it. I don't really have much of an opinion on it. Yeah, nothing. Never I want to shout out Charlie Brown Christmas. That deserves the little thing. Okay. I, I like yeah. those short. I mean, it goes with the Grinch. And I like the short, like quick little half hour, you know, Christmas specials almost. I think those are are a nice touch this season. Agreed, but it's an inferior Charlie Brown. Um, the Halloween and thank, yeah, the Great Pumpkin uh, takes the cake. So yeah, it, it's an inferior Charlie Brown, but not a bad movie. Still a good movie. All right. Well, that was eventful. I mean, I, uh, you know, glad we got some good arguments in about some, some, uh, some heartwarming holiday classics. Let's kick off the Bell app. <laughs> Mike, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Yeah, so here we are. We're recording on a Tuesday night. And when you're listening to this, we are in the midst of the first legitimate New England snowstorm of the year. And folks, what I'm asking of you is tonight when you go to bed, I need you to put that wooden spoon under your pillow. I need you to turn your pajamas inside out and backwards because ladies and gentlemen, do I need a snow day on Thursday? Okay. I'm going to be, I've been drinking wine, watching the bachelorette tonight. I'm going to be up late recording this podcast I'm going to be suffering through work tomorrow and I'm going to need a day of sleep. So please, whatever trick you need to get me a snow day on Thursday, 
you got to get it done. You got to get it done for me. Let's go. Snow day Thursday. Positive, positive feelings, vibes. Let's make it happen. You know what's crazy? That uh, for kids in the year 2020 and going forward, snow days are no longer a thing. They're just yeah. going to have a virtual class. Like snow days, snow days going forward wow. will no longer exist. How crazy. Wow. I, how, that was – that was such an, but I'm just saying it because how important of a part of our childhood was a snow day. Yeah. Well, it was lucky so for crucial. me, lucky for me, my work will not let me come in if the weather is that bad and I cannot do my job from home. So snow days live on. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like a rite of passage. You get up, you see the snow, you run to the TV, you watch the scrolly thing and see, it's you know, crazy you, you go like to go get a bowl of cereal. Like, Oh no, I missed my school. Anyways, Trent, what do you got for people on the bell app? Well, I was going to go a different direction, but now I'm all fired up about snow days, hoping for a snow day. And Steve, you just had me thinking about, you know, middle school snow days, high school snow days. And I just want to take this time to rant and attack anybody that ever said, like, oh, snow days stink because it adds another day at the end of the school year and you have to go to school in like summer or something or the June gets pushed on. Those people are the absolute worst. If you are not rooting for a snow day because you don't want to have to go to school, you know, later June or something like that, you know, get with the picture. The snow day is way better than a random day at the end of the school year where you're not doing anything anyways because the teachers just don't want to be there anymore. And it's too hot. And there's no air conditioning in the classroom and it stinks anyway. So enjoy your day off in the snow. It's the best day ever. It's that surprise day off. And to all of the communists out there, that prefer, you know, to, to go to school in a snowstorm rather than have to do one extra meaningless day in the summer. You know, I don't want you listening to this podcast. Trent, I, that is something that I felt passionate that that might be like, I consider myself a very passionate person. I get like worked up about things. That might be the very first thing I, I ever got like passionate and worked up about because listen, do you know what you do on those the days that whatever the days they tack on at the end of the year because you had too many snow days. Like, first of all, what a terrible problem to have you had too many freaking snow days. Wah, wah, wah. What they do on those like days, you watch movies, people bringing cookies, like you have parties. So, in a normal year, like the last week of the school year is cookies and parties. They just it's not like they like teach more things. They just extend those parties out. So you have like, instead of one week of like movies and parties and cookies, you have two weeks of that. And, and, and you get out on like half days and it's a complete joke. Like the summer has already begun. Like you're already enjoying the summer. So I, I could not agree more. Like what a ridiculous thing to be mad about is too many snow days the worst ridiculous uh for my bell app um i i sent out the prizes for everybody that completed the team virtual race turns out it might take a little longer to get to you all than i thought they're getting sent back to me i didn't put enough postage on them so bear with us if you didn't get it this week you'll get it in the coming weeks you'll get it before christmas so they're coming be patient um you know so don't 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 send a, a ton of a bunch of DMs my way. We're getting them to you. Other than that, boys, I would run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie sent a vacation fight away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit. I just want to use.
of the old ones with dry worm guts stuck on them. Do they live here? No. No. Why should they? All kids, no parents. Probably a fancy orphanage. The dope was whining about a suitcase. What am I supposed to do? Shake his hand and say congratulations, you're an idiot? Come on, girl, we get married. I'm living alone.